Good morning, New York. This is the Cats Roundtable. John Katzmatiz here Sunday morning. What the heck is going on in Albany? Everybody is blaming everybody. The governor is blaming the state legislature. The state legislature is blaming uh, Mayor Adams. And all New Yorkers want, all we want to do is be safe. Uh, with us today is uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, who's very knowledgeable on where the, where is the blame. Judge Weinberg, tell us, where the heck are we? Where we are is we're in a situation of crisis in terms of law enforcement. There's a perception and the reality that New York City and New York State are unsafe. New York uh, City and New York State need a revamp uh, for the attack on effective law enforcement. The bill, the so-called bail reform bill, is a consumer fraud. The governor recently said that there should be a tutorial for the judges to how to implement it and understand it. With all due respect to the governor, the people who need to understand what the bill did and why it's a disaster are the members of the state legislature and the governor's staff. This is a bill that has to be changed, but it's not the only bill that has to be changed. So, for example, New York State is the only state in the country where the judge cannot weigh the concern of the dangerousness of a defendant before him or her on the public safety. That has to be changed. They wrote a bill in the middle of the night. They passed this part of a budget under former Governor Cuomo. It was pushed through by advocates. The judges weren't consulted effectively, nor the DAs, nor law enforcement. This is an organic bill. You can't fiddle with a little piece of it and expect it to work. Somebody needs to explain to these people how the criminal justice system actually works. You should never have a no bail eligible list, which is what the legislature did and Andrew Cuomo signed. You do not put down crimes where you will not allow judges to set bail. Second, there's a test there called the least restrictive alternative. It forces a judge, even if something is bail eligible, that is a judge can set the bail, to use the least restrictive means. The least restrictive means is not necessarily effective for protecting the public. You need to weigh in on the track record of recidivism, of failure to abide by uh, orders of the court, to failure to abide by programs you put into. That needs to be put in there. They put in open file discovery, which means that the prosecutors do not have time to go through all the data and turn it over to the uh, defense attorneys in an effective way to prosecute the, uh, the cases. The discovery timetable is totally unworkable, and the DAs have told me that. And the governor the other day uh, was saying that the, we want to send the judges to school to realize what they can do. I mean, to me, that sounded like, you know, a lot of crap. I mean, you usually I have a lot of respect for what the governor says, but uh, you tell us, Judge. The vast majority of judges, I'm in contact with them all the time, they understand what the bill does. You have the, the judges who will ready, willing, and able to protect the public by holding people in on dangerousness. They can't do that, so they have to come up with another reason to hold somebody in, which is they're not likely to uh, return for the prosecution of the case. And that's based on whether or not the crime is serious or the, uh, the seriousness of the, the penalty. But you have to go back to the basics. Do not have a, do not hold people in on any bail at all category. Just abolish that. Make it the standard of dangerousness. The judges understand, but then they have to go through the charade of the least restrictive alternatives. 
If they do that, large numbers of them are forced to let people out they otherwise would not let out. We should not have uh, identities of complainants and witnesses turned over quickly to, uh, to defense lawyers. That intimidates witnesses. You need to stop the attack on qualified immunity of, uh, of law enforcement. You need to do something about these diaphragm suppression laws, which causes a problem where you can't make a valid, effective arrest because you have a wrestling contest. We have the videos to show that. You need to uh, change that age law where they kicked it up from 16 to 18 to prosecute someone as an adult and kicks back to family court, which is uh, not an effective way. These cases should be in criminal court and, and Supreme Court. The data is in. The reality is in on the streets, John. We need to do something about it. You have vast numbers of mentally ill wandering the streets, hanging out in the Port Authority, Grand Central, Penn Station. They need to be helped. They need to be addressed. We need to deal with those people. And we need to keep Rikers open. We do not need to put jails in local believe, communities. I can't believe they want to put, they want to put uh, jails in every community right next to people's homes. Uh, and, and not, I mean... Rikers, this makes, it makes no sense in terms of public safety. And if you're saying you're putting in the most dangerous people into the jails, that means that the people who come to visit them, the fellow gang members or cartel members, they're coming into communities. They're coming into neighborhoods. You really want that? And if you want to help people by giving them programs and services and having integrated vertical operations to give them all the services they need, you can't put them in local communities. You put them in a centralized place. Rikers can be used effectively. If... You can take it one building at a time, clean it up, help the mentally ill, give them job training, give them drug therapy. You can do it all on Rikers. Uh, we all agree. We have to t get the mentally ill off the, the streets. And the mentally ill go into several categories. Uh, Vietnam veterans or uh, you know other mentally ill people from, uh, from... Every walk of life. Every walk of life. And then, then the violent criminals... and. And me and you have been saying this. The violent criminals have to be put away. Absolutely. I mean, doesn't doesn't uh, uh, the Assembly, Mr. Speaker Hasty, who who's arguing with Mayor Adams on Thursday and Friday, know look, that? Look, the, the short answer is this is all politically driven. The caucuses of each of the legislative chambers in Albany, the Senate and the Assembly, are driven by the progressive left wing progressive left-wing pushed through this legislation. They refused to acknowledge that they made a vast mistake. The criminal justice system is an organic system. They fiddled with it. They had no expertise in it. They did it in the middle of the night. It's time to admit they made a mistake and bring back public safety to New York City and New York State. Now, not everybody might not know you. You were, what, general counsel to, a, to Peter Vallone? That's correct. Who was the speaker of the city council. Uh, back in the uh, 90s, is it? That's right. And 19, from 1989 until I became my first criminal, my first appointment was in criminal court, and then thereafter I went on Supreme Court. Peter Vallone was a sponsor and creator of a program called Safe Cities, Safe Streets, or Safe Streets, Safe City. The fact of the matter is we did that with the Dinkins administration. We got the cops on the street. We got programs. We got support services for the defense bar, for the, the prosecutors, for trans Laters for drug counseling. We put all that into the program, and we went after quality of life crime, and we protected the city. We do not need to reinvent it. We've cleaned up the city before with Peter Vallone 
and uh, Mayor Giuliani and Mayor Dinkins, we can do it again. They didn't need to do what they did. They have caused enormous harm to this city and this state, and it's time they took responsibility. We've got a minute left. M Mayor Adams insists that Speaker Hasty, uh, or, or, or from the State Assembly, and, and uh, Cousins, Senator Cousins from uh, uh, the State Senate, and, and the governor changed the rules on, on bail reform, and, and, and it seems like everybody's tied up in, in different rhetoric without getting it done. I mean, don't they realize this November, the, the, all New Yorkers have to decide whom do you trust to keep you safe after the election? The fact of the matter is, if they want to clean up this legislation, they can do it. You could sit down in two or three days, take it from top to bottom, bring in people who really understand what's going on. That is the prosecutors, the judges, the defense bar, the criminologists. You can sit down and you can rewrite this law from beginning to end. This entire bill should be repealed. It's bad law, it's bad public policy, and it's very dangerous. And it's destroying the city of New York. And it's time for them to stop saying, look at the data. The data is there before their eyes. Look at what's going on in this city and this state. Let's make the changes. High crimes, serious crimes, dangerous crimes are being elevated constantly, and they shouldn't play a blame game. Let's all sit down and rewrite this law to protect the public. And, uh, and they better be afraid what's going to happen this November, because I think New Yorkers are as mad as hell, and they can't take it anymore. And they should be, because this was a reckless, dangerous, piece of legislation. The so-called changes they made to it were just paper thin. They didn't make the real changes that have to be done. Give the judges the power to hold people in if they're dangerous to the community. Judge Richard Weinberg, thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon.